everyone, and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. It's October. I'm April at Manscare. Whoa! <laughs> and I'm here today with... Justin Dream Warrior DeClue. Oh my god, and uh, I am the cabinet of Dr. Colin Cunningham Gary. Ooh, <laughs> scary. Nothing says Halloween like uh, expressionist horror German film expressionist from pre-World <laughs> War II Germany. <laughs> That's right. So now that it is October, we're going to do a couple of uh, Halloween-themed episodes. Ooh. And uh, today we watched two horror movies, both from from 1986. Completely accidentally. That's true. It tends to happen a lot. We watched Rawhead Rex and and, uh, (laughs) Spookies. I asked Justin, uh, he said, oh, it's the Halloween episode. And I said, we should watch something spooky. And I was like, let's put on Rawhead Rex. Nothing says terror like a Celtic monster conjured from the imagination of Clive Barker in a movie that nobody likes. No, no. You said, well, we can watch Spookies. Oh, yes. Even that's better. Right. It's, it's <laughs> I was all, like, it all works. All right. It's done. <laughs> I thought you were teeing me up for the fact that you thought Rawhead Rex was Rawhide Rex for your entire life. For my entire life. When you said it, I'm like, oh, I know that movie, and I, I've never seen it, but... It's uh, that cowboy monster movie, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh. whatever. It's like, you know, rolling, rolling. <laughs> rawhide <laughs> Rex. Rawhide Rex. <laughs> so so this movie is, it's kind of like a religious-themed monster movie, which has the most inappropriate looking ancient monster you would ever think would be in a Irish Celtic He's like a pagan god or an evil god or something like that. This movie is based on one of the stories in Clive Barker's Books of Blood. And in the actual short story, Rawhead Rex is described very literally as a giant penis. Like it says he's a... Yeah, like it says he's essentially a walking penis. And even the movie, which was adapted by Clive Barker, keeps that theme going. But that's not how Mr. Rex, or is it Mr. Rawhide? (laughs) I don't know. That's what his uh, parents call him. Yeah, he's like, call me Rawhead, Mr. Rex was my father's name. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, they never said it. Like, eventually you kind of find out the priest says, we call him Rawhead. They never say Rex. No, they never say Rex. Do you think it was a thing that like, they're in the studio and they're like, oh man, we need to make the cell. What's big? They're like, Dino City. <laughs> that is massive. <laughs> so let's put a little bit of Rex at the end of it. But it's, yeah, yeah it's so weird. But, uh, you know, master of horror, Clive Barker, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of comical like watching this movie and you're thinking, my God, this is, you know, Clive Barker. You kind of think of him as like the kind of classier horror yes. writer. Yes, and it almost seemed like a juxtaposition of two different movies. Although, I mean, I never read the original story, but it's like a brief plot summary. There's a family who is visiting Ireland and the father is studying, I don't know, saints or ancient things or something. He's studying raw heads. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's and, like, show me where your raw heads are. Um, at like, the very oh. beginning, a like groundskeeper or something accidentally digs up uh, Rawhead Rex and there's yeah, a big which, it's giant, a big stone erect penis which is sticking out of the monument, ground and that um, comes to life yeah and Rawhead just like bursts out of the ground with his mohawk and his like leather duds yeah he yeah. looks like a biker he looks like what I was saying was like he looks like he looks uh, like the bad guys from, Man- from Mandy <laughs> or yeah okay or like a road warrior he does look like Ryuk from Death from Note from Death Note yeah. yeah he's like this big demon that you know he's wearing like leather and ripped leather and exposed the, the chest face and... is also similar because he has these giant chompers <laughs> yeah. and oh, kind he of has beady four eyes. sets of 
chompers. Yeah. He's like the predator and the alien kind of rolled up into one. So really what we're trying to say is he's not only the coolest looking monster in 80s horror cinema, he's also the most terrifying. Well, I don't know about that. It's, yeah. it's, it's His face is very stiff and they kind of like cast it in one pose <laughs> with his open mouth and his teeth exposed. And this animatronic... It cannot move like it really can't every time this animatronic sh- head shows up you instantly know it's there because it's rolling across frame and you can feel the 10 technicians puppeteers, trying to like, like kind puppeteer of... him and he's just moving from side to side his eyebrows shooting in every yeah, direction it's like eyes can blink and that's about it i mm-hmm. don't even think his mouth really his opens. Mouth moves a little bit a little bit and um, then when it, it'll go to the wide shots and it'll be somebody in a suit and then it'll just be this rubber head that's bouncing around you can clearly <laughs> tell the guy inside can't not see anything and also later his um claws are extendable oh yeah that in the climax of the film yeah. the big reveal is his claws wolverine style <laughs> pop up like an slightly inch. slightly yeah. <laughs> not even that big just like a little bit so april what was the thing that you loved most about rawhead rex well there is an extended sequence in the movie with a group of people who live in a caravan park a trailer park uh, gypsies you as you called them if you will for uh, uh you know irish people if you want to call it a derogatory term. Uh, travelers. Yeah. Travelers, yeah, yes. exactly. But a lot of the movie was bordering on kind of like a little boring. And it's not Rawhead's fault. He's great. <laughs> He's actually in the movie a lot. But the main family is kind of meh. And like the main character and the wife and their kids are kind of boring. But then you go to this caravan town um, area and they're like you know the lower class people but they're just like more interesting they all have these like cool Irish accents that are obviously authentic and they're making out and there's like this little boy who's stirring up trouble and then the raw head scares him and then later they go back there and there's like explosions and people being pulled through uh, caravans and it's like all the action happens in this one area and everyone is on the sidelines like screaming it was a lot of fun at one point, Rawhead just goes like, fuck it. And he just like tears into the caravan park, just ripping people out windows. Well, I have to yeah. say about two minutes before that scene happened, April April was saying, God, I hope he goes back to that caravan yeah, was, park. Like, and, when are we going back to the fireworks factory? And when he did, <laughs> April was like, oh no, what she did I guilty. do? She felt guilty afterwards. It was like, <laughs> it was true. just this slaughter of all these people. It's amazing. It's a really good scene, actually. And, and in 80s fashion, uh, like a woman's top gets ripped off. Just in the middle, randomly in <laughs> And it only yeah. makes Rawhead angrier. Yeah. Because he hates ladies, yeah, which, which is a we big find out, plot which we point find out later. Movie. We find out he's afraid of women, something about fertility, mm-hmm. uh, pregnant women. Earlier in the movie, much like the Predator, he runs into a pregnant woman and he goes to... Well, he rips her shirt open and then he realizes she's pregnant and then he runs away. I mean, as April mentioned while we were watching the film, one of the big problems with Rawhead Rex is he doesn't get rawheading enough. He <laughs> tends to like grab people and just kind of strangle them like Homer Simpson. He kind of lifts them up and then you hear a cracking sound. And, yeah. that's and then it. later and we were, he will be seen showing, uh, holding a severed head yeah. or sometimes an arm or something. You really, you really want to see the head. Like, yeah, you want right to see off. like the ripping off or yeah. like the arms plopping off. And the movie doesn't really deliver. It gives a lot of like aftermath to violence. Yeah, that's right. At one point, Rawhead is just like pawing at somebody and like eating him a little bit, but mm. not like splattery violence until a few moments right before the film wraps up. Yeah, at, at at the end, there's some like big gushing geysers of blood, and like that's what you really want. My favorite part of the movie has to be the amazing uh, windows in the church. 
because oh, like right, right from the get go, we see that the, there's the like laser window, these stained glass images <laughs> of Rawhead Rex, not like an expressionist version of him. Like it's just Rawhead and his two red eyes shoot lasers into the church constantly. Yeah. That I can only imagine there's a PA on the other side <laughs> having to like move them around to give him a little bit of life. Just shining a bright red light through the window. Yeah. It's like the priest is sort of giving a sermon at the beginning of the movie. And there's and like, ah, there's lasers. But it's like this. We were laughing. It was like, oh, it's like the predator targeting lasers. <laughs> can like, you imagine if Rawhead had showed up and he's like, I got laser eyes. Didn't you look at the, the uh, stained glass window? It's like, I was he making does. it pretty obvious. <laughs> he does have laser eyes. Hey, my name's Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I talk. Instead of being like, hello, hello, my name is Rawhead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he's from the mind of Clive Barker. <laughs> yes. Whenever you have to do a, a British accent, Justin, you I have always to, start I with hello, hello. Hello, hello, then. <laughs> How will you know I'm it. doing a British accent if I don't go hello, hello <laughs> at the beginning of it? You can just do it. I didn't just go. Oh, I'm talking British. <laughs> That's British terrible. <laughs> Have you seen Oliver Twist around? What oh. other British things do I know? The Beatles. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Rawhead is British. That's why he hates the Irish in this movie. Yeah, it's, well, like, you know, who doesn't? Yeah. Just think of the, the British bake show. It's a lovely crumb structure. It's the, cr- it's the crumb structure. Crumb structure. You know, like, Rawhead <laughs> is dressed like he's about to go to a gay bar of some kind. Like, you wonder if... It's a leather, leather daddy thing. Yeah, it's a leather, like, like which way he's going to wear, like, the pocket thing to, like, No, let it's people like know. his bandana. Yeah, his bandana. No, he's, he's flagging yeah, at the is back. Yeah, he, like, is he a top? Is, is he, he, like... Is a, he lips or hips? Yeah, who oh, knows? Yeah, also, like, he's got, like, rips in his... Rips? <laughs> he's got rips in his pants and everything, so they're, like, fashionably cut. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's the problem, is, like, Rawhead is just looking for that connection, but because his outfit is all ripped up, he's like, I don't know how to communicate. No, he's in the... Me, he's in, Rawhead. He's in the wrong town because... Because like everybody in this movie wears cardigans. Yes, this is Big, like the, thick wool. I swear to God, the lead, the protagonist has the biggest cardigan. It's a sweater, a shawl, a shawl neck cardigan, <laughs> and it goes up into like a scarf. It's yeah. like Amazing. all you got to do is throw this thing on, and you're gonna be warm, all Irish. I guess fall we're supposed to be. Well, in. I bet the costume designer was actually thinking practically and was like, these people are gonna be cold. It is like an Irish fall or winter. Yeah. I'm gonna dress it's, them all in the. It's Biggest, Irish summer, so it is freezing. Yeah, the, the biggest sweaters you've ever seen, except for that poor girl who has her shirt ripped off. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a scene that uh, I think you see one of the actors in the in the church, and they're talking, and you can see the breath. Oh, like, can you? Yeah, it looks very, very cold. Like, he never takes this thing off. No I'm way. sure he was like, oh, yeah, it feels good. It's a little itchy. Even at the end. Yes, he's the, still wearing the it. The church is yeah. on fire and he's yes, fighting a priest. True. And uh, he He's wearing this cardigan sweater. Yeah. But speaking uh, of the priest, we should mention the red light thing. So what happens at the beginning of the movie is the red light comes in through the stained glass window and I guess it hits this priest and it turns him evil and he becomes like a... A slave? Rawhead has very ill-defined powers. Yeah, like he know. can hypnotize people if he gets them. He gives his pen and stare. His, his little eyes do the little kind of like. And wh- then there's the what's it called? The casket in the church. There's like the altar of altar, the church. Altar, yeah. And when you touch it, your hand becomes bright red. <laughs> Wait, I have some questions you for burnt. you, April. The casket of the church? You see the casket up there? Yeah, yeah the casket that's where they keep the, uh, Jesus. Jesus. The head of, <laughs> of every church. I don't know anything about churches, but that's, I thought that's At least was. Irish churches. I mean, I think maybe the whole movie's a metaphor that like Rawhead <laughs> is a gay man in a Catholic town. Oh my God. And they're demonizing him. That's amazing. The priest is like 
insane and he loves him so much maybe he's like pure rawhead yeah i said rawhead during the screening so many times i I love to say rawhead rawhead is such a weird thing to say Mm -hmm. rawhead rawhide you're like that's normal that's what normal people say it's weird weird. we're gonna say it so many times it loses meaning rawhead 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 That's like when you have sex with a dog without a condom. Yeah. Because you don't say raw dog when you have... No, you raw head Rex. Man, we're getting real spooky on this Halloween episode. (laughs) Bestiality. Like this went dark. Theodore Rex. Oh, (laughs) wait. Theodore Rex is not about Whoopi Goldberg in a a romantic relationship with a dinosaur. Is that what it is? What? That's why I went straight to video. It was too hot for theaters. That's his brother, Theodore Rex. It's like raw head Rex. Yeah, Yeah, and like Theodore is like the straight guy. Oh, he's doing like kids movies. He's a cop. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he, who doesn't use guns. Yeah, and Rawhead's like, I just want to be me. That's amazing. I just want to be me. So your whole theory is like Clive Barker. It's, it's like, like a metaphor. You know, I was shunned in Ireland by the <laughs> by the Catholic Church. I, I don't know if it was Clive Barker himself that was shunned. I'm, because I'm gay. Possibly. Because I wore ripped uh, leather around. <laughs> and he had a mohawk. And, and I like, decapitated people. And two sets of chompers <laughs> yeah. that he loved to eat people with. I murdered 12 people and I was shunned <laughs> because I was gay. It's like, so very, like very progressive You're movie for murderer. its time. So, Colin, what was your favorite part? This is an easy one. There was the one thing, and like when we started this show, I think it was in the first episode, or you know, we kind of put them out of order. But the second episode, we talked about the things that we love about these sort of bad movies, these little gems that you find. You find scenes that you will never, ever, ever see in another movie, or and any this kind scene of that like mainstream. you're talking about is in the original short story. Oh, you know the one. Yes, that I'm talking I know exactly about. what you're talking it's about. Unexpected, and it's unexpected, that's for sure. Unexpected, and I'm like, wow, I've never seen anything like this <laughs> in a movie ever. You're like, I find it maybe a little arousing. This is amazing. And uh, <laughs> yes. so the sort of priest who's like the kind of underling of Rawhide Rex. Rawhide um, Rex. What did I say? You didn't say Rawhead. You said Rawhide. Okay, <laughs> Well, whatever. Rawhead Rex. Yep. Okay. Uh, Mr. Rex. Yeah, Mr. Rex. Uh, So the priest is kind of under his power and he's doing his bidding and protecting, he's preventing people from actually getting this weapon. So the old reverend comes to the church and it's nighttime and he's sort of looking out and he sees the priest and he's kneeling in front of Rawhead Rex. And then you're thinking, mm, okay, what is going to happen here? And then as like a 12-year-old boy, you're like, <laughs> he's kneeling in front of Rawhead Rex. In a yeah. cemetery. But then you see it sort of from the reverend's uh, distance. So it's kind of far away. And then <laughs> Rawhead Rex is in the foreground. And the priest is kneeling in front of him. And Rawhead Rex just starts pissing all over this priest. And the priest is loving it. And it's not like acid yes. pee or anything. No, it's not it's like, just, uh, it's just regular pee. pee. Yeah, I, rawhead. I, I mean, I thought it was something else at first. I no, have it's, to a, say. it's a big hose of a stream and, and this he, like, priest sticks his head loving in it. it. He's sticking his head in it and he rips his shirt open and he's just, <laughs> Does he's he? loving it. And la- later he says like, um, I was baptized by the original is God. That, <laughs> is that how people get baptized? Do uh, the priest pee on people? <laughs> Aren't you the Catholic one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably what they, they tell people. Uh, yeah, I assume that's how it happens. That's I how mean, they scare people away. Let's say, if Clive Barker and the director of this movie put anything in the world, they put the scene where Rawhead pees on a priest. And you know, that that's is, important, right? That's amazing. That'll be like the scene that'll be on their lips as they pass away to the world to be like, remember Rawhead being uh, on that priest? That's how Clyde Barker talks now. No, uh, yeah, this is the director saying this. <laughs> oh. <as well>. To, uh, <laughs> I thought you were saying 
No, it's, I'm not Clive Barker. He talks like that now. He goes. He does. Unfortunately, I'll just Clive put a Barker. British accent on it. Yeah, had throat surgery, and he he talks oh. like this. Get some nodules removed from his throat. Yes, oh, he did. I think he. Yeah, I think he smokes. Yeah, a lot. George Pavlou, who this was pretty much his last like major film. I don't he, think he did three films. Yeah, he made a film called Little Devils after this mm-hmm. in 1993, which was like a straight to video ghoulie slash gremlins ripoff. Mm-hmm. And before mm-hmm. this, he made another film with Clive Barker called Underworld, also known as Transmutations. I've never seen it because people have not been very favorable to it. And I think as I read, like the director just bumped into him at a party to Clive Barker mm. and just said, hey, you should write a, write a movie. Rex. Write a movie for me. Yes. And he hey. was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. Well, okay. I don't think he sounded like that at that point. Oh, he just said, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Well, I'll do it for you. Like, I'll how, do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want a pissing scene. I, I'm wondering, how long was Clive Barker in the movie industry at this point? Had he already made, like, the original Hellraiser? No, he didn't. No, he I hadn't. Have, no. Yeah. So this is new. He's, like, fresh, books of blood. This is maybe one of his first adapted screenplays, Yeah, then, and I right? think that uh, after this movie, I don't think he was very happy with the way Rawhead Rex mm. was portrayed on screen. So and then he, he did Hellraiser himself, and he, he directed it. Yeah, he immediately wanted to actually remake this movie, but then got involved in the Hellraiser films. I don't think Rawhead Rex really needs a remake. It's like the world isn't really clamoring from, <laughs> like, the... The, the, the like dark version of Rawhead Rex. No, but I'm more penisy. Like we were kind of talking during this movie, and I'm thinking like the creature itself just is so weird. It's, it's out of a different. It's movie. out of place. Yeah, because yeah. everything else has this sort of like classier sort of British feel to it. And I'm thinking I was mentioning sort of Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it feels kind of Pumpkinhead-ish, but where Pumpkinhead knows how to shoot the monster. Rawhead Rex has no idea, and he's just always lit, and he's popping out of things like a Halloween hot beast. He shows up like in the first five minutes of this movie. He almost looks like a sci-fi creature. Yeah, yeah. And he's got like glowing red eyes, and especially when it's a wide shot, and he's like running at people, and the it, heads are wobbling. It's on the comical, shoulder. yeah. It's, yeah, it's very weird. But if you can picture like Pumpkinhead, would, mm-hmm. would I haven't seen Pumpkinhead, but is it someone with a pumpkin on their head? No, yeah. no. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> he's just called Pumpkinhead. Yeah. So the story of Pumpkinhead is a guy was carving pumpkins, and he's like, look at me juggle them. One of them fell on his head. He's like, ah! And well, then that's how I remember a it. horror movie happens. Yeah. But I feel Kill Crazy like, Rampage. I, I, feel, I feel like the end of this movie, of, of Rawhead, it was almost... The scale was the scale became kind of small, and I felt like I was watching like a 90s TV show. Mm. Like that like uh, climax in the graveyard, it was like this is like the X-Files or something or, like that. Well, like Forever Night or something like that, know, the I, Canadian TV show. I was kind of almost oh, reminded, yeah. I was unfortunately reminded of like Star Trek The Next Generation because the main All character's the wife comes in. <laughs> All the pissing on priests. No, no, shut up. Now the main character's <laughs> wife comes in and she has red hair and she had this blue coat that was like the exact oh, color of Beverly right. Crusher's coat and she holds this like, there's like a vagina statue and then that's what foils <laughs> the beast. And then you're like Star Trek Next Generation. I don't know, I just felt very like like small scale and like cheesy and like although I love the lovely you know light wave effects it came off very I don't know I was expecting more it does feel small because at the end Rawhead comes out of the church and he kills a bunch of like SWAT team members and then the assumption is Rawhead just hangs out in the graveyard until yeah. the main character comes in yeah, it's like what are you gonna do what's Rawhead got to do but he does kill a kid in this movie 
always yes. fun. Yeah. Off screen, of course, mm-hmm. because yeah. every, a lot of things in this movie are unfortunately But we do get screen. to see the, the father's, like, uh, you know, no. sorrow as this kid is being killed. He wasn't that great at looking scared. No. <laughs> he was okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, this is a film that it's a bunch of disparate parts, like, you follow random characters you've never met for like dozens of minutes just to see them killed at the end of it. Yeah. And because the protagonist is not that interesting, even though the director seems to think he's making Don't Look Now because there's a direct Don't oh, Look yeah. Now reference the that the film yes. stops for. Oh, right after like the most disgusting tongue kiss. Between the main <laughs> Between... character and his wife, Beverly Crusher. And also, there's there's gross tongue kissing throughout this whole movie, but there's the caravan couple, and then there's a couple on television. It's like Rawhead is getting them all rowdy. He's yeah. Getting, I'm telling you, this is a horrible portrayal of Ireland. As a half-Irish person, this is they're terrible. They're all horny. <laughs> it's like, they're all horny travelers. Haven't you ever heard the expression, the horny Irish? <laughs> ah, the horny Irish. It's like, ah, jam your tongue down me throat. When Rawhead gets around with oh. his pheromones and his phallic shape, we can't control ourselves. I I can't, was that an Irish accent? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> my lucky charm. That's how I start all my... Uh... I, he can't control himself. If he, if he can't... <laughs> oh, that's a bit of a lilt there. I'll jam me tongue down your throat and oh, God. go from there. So after the amazingness of Rawhead Rex, we decided to pop another monster movie in, <laughs> and I decided to go with Spookies, a film from 1986 that I've heard a lot about, uh, mostly because a few years ago I read The Oral History of Spookies that showed up on The Dissolve. I would highly recommend to go read it. And this is a film that's most famous for just having a bunch of monsters in it and also being completely re-edited and reshot by the producers. So this film, which was made by two young filmmakers who thought they had an evil dead on their hands, which was basically just like a haunted house film where like a bunch of doofuses go to a haunted house and run into a bunch of monsters was taken out and new monsters were edited in which is crazy because this movie has like 50 monsters it's like and now it has like 75 yeah (laughs) there's like every single monster you can think of is in this movie i think this is like the precursor to cabin in the woods Mm -hmm. i feel like they must have seen or at least heard of this movie before because it's surprisingly similar and it's also incredibly incoherent (laughs) Yes. Like, you have almost no idea what's going on. Especially at the beginning, the Mm -hmm. setup, like, as soon as it kind of opens with this kid running through a field, and then it's intercutting with, like, the group of, like, teenagers. And that's, like, the whole idea. This is, like, two movies that was, like, cobbled together. Although it's, like, it's one movie, and then they decided, oh, I can make it better by adding these scenes that don't really have anything to do with it and keep cutting back and forth between them. And it's very disparate. Disparate. Yeah, so like the story goes that the producer, who didn't really know what he was doing, was convinced by some porn people <laughs> that they could reshoot the entire film, oh, but he fine. went, oh no, no, I have at least 45 minutes of good stuff here, so let's just pad that out to 90 minutes. Now that makes it sound like the movie like wasn't long enough, and it was. The rough cut was two and a half hours, and they thought there was only 45 good minutes in that, which is insane considering how many monsters this film has. It's just unrelenting. It's mm-hmm. just like this onslaught, and then you're just like, I, I can't imagine, like, we're thinking back to Rawhead. <laughs> I was going to say Rawhide, goddammit. But just talking about that character and this movie is just throwing these monsters at you and you never see them again. And they're not like, yeah. conve- it's not like a bunch of Draculas or mummies or anything like no, that. There's some there, really are invented there, ones. there are some mummies in this. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. They're well. muck men, if you will. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to those. Yeah, but like, I was going to say that like the effects are actually pretty good. So it's like, I can see why they went over budget mm-hmm. on the monster effects because some of these are only on screen for 
don't know, two minutes maybe. If that, yeah. If that. And they clearly put a lot of work into these practical effects. Mm-hmm. Like one of the problems with the script uh, in the oral history, like the cinematographer talks about how like it took ages to like get these mechanical effects to work. So I think they went only like, I mean, I say only, but from 250 to like $300,000. Right. But like the producer freaked out. And when he showed the rough cut, that was two and a half hours, a distributor was like, well, we can't show this. This is too slow. Mm -hmm. And the directors were like, well, let us cut it down to 90 minutes to like something presentable. Even the sheer amount of monsters in this makes me think that there's no way that it would have been like that boring. Because I've seen movies that have only one monster in the last 20 seconds. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that was fun, I and guess. It's still good, yeah. you know. But they already had a bunch of monsters and then they added more monsters. And I don't mean to say that like the original film was some brilliant thing, because like from the footage we see, it would have probably been pretty grating when you're with the human characters. <laughs> But they were entertaining. Like, we found entertainment in them. Some of them are really funny. It was just the kind of cutting away because there's kind of two stories going on. There's yes. like the kind of characters in Story the is a very strong word. I know, use. I know. But, uh, or it's plot just, lines, it's I just, guess. Yeah. It's just your average bunch of teenagers are for some reason going to a haunted house to have a party. And <laughs> with, then, two, with two old people? No, they, run, they, and the, they on the road, they run into another car of older adults. Mm-hmm. And, and like, they hey, decide to this... all go to the same party. Yeah, which is very strange. Which is not a party. It's just a haunted house. And at the same time, a 12-year-old boy is very sad that no one is throwing him a party and he is being chased by a cat man of some sorts and both these stories are running parallel to each other. And it's so weird and so in like the first sort of 10 minutes is like this intercutting of these two stories. Oh, and, then the- and don't forget there's also a crypt keeper who's doing something in a well, crypt. That happens when we get to the house so it's almost like when the kid is running through the fields going to the house then he encounters like this vagrant who, who <laughs> wants to borrow a lot. He's gonna kill this kid mm-hmm. and then the cat man intervenes. He is the cat man, isn't he? No, no he's oh. not. No, the cat man kills <laughs> him and he Whoa, saves the kid. It's very confusing. And then when the kid gets to the house, the Catman kills the kid and then buries him. And this is after throwing him a birthday party. This is all yeah. within probably the first 15 minutes. And yes. this is also intercut with the teenager stuff. And then <laughs> it turns out that the house is being controlled by this like Dracula-like man who has this young bride. And so it's like old man, bride, kid, Catman. And that's like all like the new stuff. <laughs> that's all. That's all I need to start my script. <laughs> there's also a stretchy witch. Yeah. The, oh the, yeah. The, the, which is the best part? It was a puppet. Yes. But it was a pretty good looking puppet. And that's that was cool. new footage. And there's yeah. also a bunch of bonus zombies at the end. Even though there's yeah. already zombies yeah. in the movie. Yeah. So course. all the that like weird family is like the new stuff, and then teenagers encounter monsters is the. Oh yeah. There's also a weird puppet that's like mama that shows up for one shot for one shot it, it literally feels like the reshooters just went and like grabbed whatever shit was in the shop and just like yeah throw a it- wig on it and like <laughs> yeah, yeah it's well, a new creature we're at a better level than like we went to the halloween store it's like a, a, a prosthetic not yeah prosthetic, like they're like actually like yeah well, these yeah. are like custom made like for yeah. the movie they they brought it from the porno warehouse <laughs> 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 oh man do you think there's some like weird oh God, porno that that funny. there with like a stretchy witch? Why do you think her mouth stretches so big? Oh, I'm sure she it's out there. She needs to take 10 guys at once. Yeah, it's just from our movie Witch Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Witch and, Fucker 1 through 9. And in the movie, she doesn't look that scary. We made her pretty, but we just, it's spooky. We just like dirtied her up a little bit. Throw a wig on her. She'll yeah. be fine. There you go. Witch Fucker. 
They don't get scary or serious until part seven, but that's when, you know, the continuity <laughs> starts playing in. The characters from Witchfucker 1 and 3 team up to do a heist. <laughs> or all to, like, fuck the witch, I guess. Oh my God. But it's all consensual. Okay, this sounds amazing. We have to write this down. We're recording this. This is perfect. Yeah. Uh, trademark, nobody take this But, idea. like, it's, it's actually difficult to differentiate the, like, teenager and adult characters because they're all kind of generic, except for one guy yeah. who loves making jokes. Well, I was going to say, that's actually kind of my favorite thing. About, I don't know about my favorite, but one thing I liked yeah, you'll take it. about, you'll take about it. the movie was the acting, and it is not very good. No. <laughs> but it kind of transcends that level of being so bad it's good, and there's a couple there's a couple standout characters. I mean, you're talking about the guy who has a puppet, right? Yeah, so there's one character who... He's just like got this terrible mustache. He shows up in the back of the car as they're approaching the house and he's just terrible. Like the delivery is terrible. I think I said bad dinner theater actor. (laughs) I disagree. I think he's wonderful. And then like he's really, really bad, but it's bad because he's like cracking really, really bad jokes. And then a puppet just shows up (laughs) and he has a puppet and they're like, oh, you know, Joe, knock it off or whatever his name is. So they're all just like tolerating him. And then later in the movie, he has a shirt with a picture of himself and the puppet on it. <laughs> That's amazing. Classic bit. That's I crazy. love this character. You did? Yes, he's awesome. He's clearly like... He's the worst. The, Whatever. He, he was really bad at delivery. I, if you were having a party, he's the guy that you would want <laughs> to show up at the party. Oh, You're like, hey, can you get Jim, the guy with the puppet? No, Do a shtick. You, you've got all the, the babes at the party ready to go, and then Jim shows up with his box of puppets. And it's oh, like, so like he yeah. would make you cool... In comparison, is that what you're trying to do? That like That's right. no, he would provide entertainment. What are you oh, talking about? Okay, yeah. Well, also there was another character, which was the jerky boyfriend <laughs> character. Mm-hmm. Uh, have uh, no, what was his name? He had a f- oh, it's like. Duke or Duke. something. It was, I think Duke. it was Duke. It was, was it? Duke, and he was wearing this ridiculous leather all shirt. leather, all leather pants and a leather oh, shirt. He had pant leather pants. Does, oh yeah, leather. Does pants. he even get killed? I, I, this I is think a weird he, thing about no, this movie. No, I'm, I'm sure he did because later in the movie, it's just his girlfriend oh, and the does. two older he people. He gets decapitated kind of by the Grim Reaper monster. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. It all happened so fast and there were so many deaths and so many monsters, it's hard to remember. Although, Puppet Guy does get eaten by a spider monster. So we should <laughs> that was uh, amazing. get to the part that I love the most okay. and it is 100% the thing that people remember from this film. So there's a scene where two characters stumble into a wine cellar and they start just drinking Drinking this garbage wine. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, like, I think the guy's like, nothing could happen to us down here, even though they've been, like, attacked by, like, a bunch of monsters by now. And some of their friends are already dead. Well, he starts trying to have sex with her. He's like, hey, come on, baby. Yeah, he, like, puts, like, a sheet down. He's like, let's do it. And she's like, that's not going to happen. This is a Duke jerky leather boy. And then suddenly... From the ground bursts these muckman arms, and there's a bunch of muckmen, not just one, but like three or four, in these full prosthetic suits to start walking around. And supposedly what happened was the producer while watching the film went, you know what would be funny in this scene? To add some fart sounds. And the director who had come in and was reshooting was like, no, what? That's stupid. And he's like, come on, let's just put fart sounds. She's like, All right, let's put it on the mix. And if it doesn't sound good and it sounds awful, take it off. And when they got it back, they watched it, and somebody in the room laughed. And the producer was like, see, look, it's funny. So the farts stayed in. That's terrible. And these farts literally sound like someone in the theater is going... No, it, it, well, it's it's one it's one step above like the stock fart noises <laughs> that we've all heard, but they're even worse. It exactly sounds like that. Like they're dry and not that good. 
and they're timed to nothing. It's just someone watching it and, and farting. And just randomly adding fart noises. <laughs> you know, but I guess he's right. Farts I'm are sorry. funny. I'm telling you, I paid 99 cents for this <laughs> for this tap and fart app, and it's like the best 99 cents Wait, ever. you can just get it for free? What do you mean? No, it's 99 cents. <laughs> you had to pay for it. But these are like mummies, right? This is like an investment, Justin. They're muck men, April. But I don't remember them being very mucky. And we mentioned like the farts sounded very yeah, they're dry. Mummies. They're kind of wrapped in... <laughs> very in, dry. In, but you said, you're laughing. You said, oh, their farts sound very dry. And I said, well, the, yeah, I've been drying out They for, were like dusty. Do you think that was a conversation they had when they were doing the sound? That <laughs> they're like, the we want like wet sound. farts. And they're like, no, no, no. This should be dry. And there's like dry. a conversation between uh, the producer and the director it's like we need the right consistency of fart and then the effects technician is like can we get dust coming out of their anuses <laughs> of course dust we cloud. did not Colin Cunningham gets a call he's like listen we're Hello. remastering spooky I'm like yes thing that's missing. oh yeah. my god a 4k restoration I'm in and we want to add dust coming out of the muckman fart I'll do this for free but the problem is that's really imposing a different vision to what was on screen well okay maybe do a director's cut yeah that's so I right. get Ridley Scott we'll decide you know what? What is a disc one? What is, is a beloved, a beloved <laughs> version of versions? Yeah, but as it is now, they're just dropped in into the scene willy nilly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, but once they like disappeared and the scene kept going, it was a little bit sad. I was like, I wish the farts would continue. Can you imagine one of the characters was like, I'm still farting? <laughs> no, but it was like they the were walk- they were farting when they were walking too. So it was like. <laughs> And like this is not a funny movie either. No. Like it's not well, overly committed. It well, tries to be. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We have the John Lovitz slash John Waters character, which is with puppet, the puppet, puppet man, with the puppet yeah, guy, the puppet man. Uh, he needs his own movie. <laughs> you should just direct it. I, I'm getting out of here. He's, these mummies are coming after me. He's like <laughs> with a, the fuck. He's like out of like a slapstick comedy. There's a one point where he steps in a bucket, like a mop bucket. He's, and like, he's like, whoa! Yeah. He comes out of a door. Mm, oh. yeah. I, I bet you the director's like, we need to lighten the scene up. All right, George, give us what you got. And he's like, I can do this. My shtick, just let the cameras roll. Dude, that was on his resume. I can be a puppeteer. He's probably a, ma- a magician as well. He's like a slapstick comedian. Dur- the director is like, coming off that mummy scene, I think it's just too heavy. Uh, we, we need to lighten the mood. Could we please get uh, an idiot with his foot in a bucket? I like how the mop. director's like British. <laughs> I feel that like the actor who's like the puppet man, like his resume, there'd be like him as like a sci- <laughs> like a, a scientist, like him serious, like all those different looks. All these pictures is headshots, and then he's got like the puppet on his oh, shoulder. He's, he's like looking in the microscope, like whoa. So I'm saying he was for some reason walking around with a t-shirt, which basically had his own headshot on it. I don't understand. That is cool. genius. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm perfect. Do that. So what was your favorite part, Colin? Speaking of puppet man, his death scene is fucking amazing. Like, I probably. Probably the best death scene in the movie. It's crazy. Comedic and kind of scary. This is getting to the point where we were just like, Jesus, how many more monsters are they going to have in this movie? And uh, so he goes into the basement or something like that, and he gets sort of like trapped in this spider's web. <laughs> the world's tiniest, tiniest spider, web. spider web. It's so funny. It's just barely enough to kind of like catch him on it. Tiny net. I can't know. Fight against <laughs> it. You know, but actually, before that happens, well, he meets this yeah, you know, like beautiful sort of like Asian woman. But, Asian woman down in the basement. But then these like prosthetic spiders start, like big ass prosthetic spiders. But then uh, this music starts playing, and the music. Uh, uh, sounds very much like flies. It's like, 
and he's yes. like, oh, and then she starts transforming into this spider. Yeah, and she has like three kind of like masks. Yeah, that she wears. And so like every phase she went through, it cut away back to him and then cut back and, you know, she'd be in a new sort of form. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, Jesus, that's one mask. And then like, it kept Christ, going another and going. one. And then like, God, now her head is splitting apart. And then like, I think she had like four mm-hmm. different versions. She became versions. a gigantic spider. And then doesn't like when her head splits apart, like lasers come out of it or something? <laughs> Not probably. Clive Barker showed up with his lasers movie? from like <laughs> Rawhead Rex. I remember it glowing or something. Hello but guys, I've got my lasers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's from my rawhead Rex's eyes. And now, it's not only that, like, she turns into a giant spider and comes toward the guy. You get even, like, a little dessert as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, she comes up to him, and her mouth opens, and uh, it's like an alien jaw comes out. It's basically like alien goes right into his belly and immediately just sucks everything out of him and he just deflates like a balloon. Man, I love the deflating like wonderful. person effect. Like, and it's like the obviously like spent the time like model a life-size version of this actor. It's great. Just to deflate him in like a two-second shot. We were very happy. That yes. was that was the best death in yeah. the whole movie. It's like the beautiful cousin of the dummy shot. Mm-hmm. It's like a the reverse dummy shot where it's like you take the skin of a person which is like, once it's deflated, it's like, okay, it doesn't really look like this person's clearly prosthetic, but it looked really good, I have to say. Well, it was really like when, fun. It was all cut so fast, though. It was yeah. like, boom, boom, boom. And I think that effects like that that are so surreal yeah. work really well because you're caught off guard no matter how fake it looks. He's like, yeah. whoa! Yeah, and that whole scene was just mm. like building and building and building. Yes. And like all these amazing things layered on top of one another. And then it's like, whoa, out of nowhere. It, was it had a great ender. Fantastic. But I was going to say that that, the end of scene. that was probably the most memorable monster of the millions of monsters that were in this movie. Right. The Grim Reaper scene was pretty fun that had some fun effects it was great it was multiple scenes they had uh, someone just like <laughs> running into like a like a wall yeah like someone like I gotta it. get out of here like a cartoon the person <laughs> dove like, through the door dove through the door <laughs> that was like when you you mentioned that how the movie was a little bit unlike Evil Dead whereas Evil Dead has a lot of movement and characters moving around and it seemed a little static mm-hmm. that scene it was everyone was all over the place and running around and, and falling and jumping up and down and <laughs> the Grim Reaper what is that is, it, is that the Grim Reaper <laughs> I, I guess know. so what is this house this like million a monster house who knows i don't i, don't I mean if i have to critique uh spookies for one thing aka twisted souls right it's that the ending really leaves a lot to be desired does it ever because the film mm-hmm. essentially doesn't end and like the people in the house are abandoned and we get the bride from the new footage just chased around by zombies for seemingly a very long time. Like 10 I minutes. went to the bathroom and I came back out and it was still going on. I'm like, is this still going on? And then a ghoul pops out of a grave and it's like freeze frame <laughs> and the credits roll. And it's like, what the heck? Yeah, like somebody rescues her in a car, mm-hmm. and then uh, he's like, "I've loved you forever." And, and then it's, it's Catman. It's the Catman. Yeah, I think we really underplayed how much Catman is in this movie, and Constantly. by that I mean he's really not in the movie, but they keep inserting shots of him on the other side of doors, like listening to the things that are happening. And he's not even like a cool Catman. No, he's just like a cat dude. He's he like, looks he looks exactly like Nightcrawler from X Men. Maybe yeah. the reshoot director was like, I love X-Men. Let's put a little Nightcrawler. Bam. No, really other way looked, around. Really I'm sure like, like Brian Singer was watching this movie. <laughs> 
that's what I'm going to get. Um, who played Nightcrawler in that movie? Uh, the great Alan actor. Cumming. Alan Cumming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looked surprising. I am invincible. Exactly. He looked surprisingly like that so character. So Brian Singer is watching this movie. So Spookies is a film that feels like the nightmare a 12-year-old would have on Halloween night after like eating way too much candy. Yes. It's Absolutely. like every creature in the world <laughs> and monster is coming after you. And, and then like, like a 12-year-old, you're like, I don't know how this is supposed to end. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, if you might be wondering where you can get these movies or see these movies. Rawhead Rex, I believe, just had a new release, right? Yeah, by Kino, a super-duper special edition. Mm. was commentary by the director. Interviews with everyone, including the person in the Rawhead Rex suit. Little booklet in the case that you can read. And a slipcover as well, <laughs> just for that pure Rawhead experience. Amazing. Wow. And we watched it on uh, iTunes. It was Great. Yeah, it's it's, also it's a really good That's transfer. Right. So you can buy or rent it off iTunes, but that Blu-ray does sound pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Spookies supposedly got a proper release from a DVD company in Quebec, out of all places. Oh my god! But that feels a little fuzzy. Like it's actually a new scan of a print, right? But like the DVD company is also out of business now. Like they closed up shops, so it's kind real of kind of like yeah. dodgy. But you can also find it find it on YouTube. Because it's one of those movies. And uh, also, if you live in the Toronto area, there may be a screening of Spookies coming to your town soon. Through the Laser Blast Film Society. I think it would be really, really fun to experience this in a theater full of people because it's just like, oh my God, everything's coming at you at once. I think the audience is really going to respond well yeah, to this. Yeah, I think it would be crazy to watch with an audience. So hopefully that will be a very memorable experience. I'll put a link in the description, but the date is October 2... What's October the date? 12th. October 12th, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the date is... Isn't that o- this <laughs> is my Halloween voice. Clyde Barker's going to go, did somebody say lasers? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, so many lasers. Okay, so they oh, say I want to get a spooky like La- church class window made. Oh yeah, of, like, like all laser the blasters. <laughs> So if you would like to send us an email, you can email us at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. We uh, would love to hear um, comments, questions, suggestions, uh, or you can tweet at us. We actually received a tweet last week of a recommendation that will probably be on the episode that you hear next that will come out in two weeks. And it will be an, a spooky episode as well. That's we're right. in October. Yeah, that's right. We're doing a bit of a uh, spooktacular Halloween horrific. Uh, theme this month <laughs> so look for look forward to that episode uh, you can always tweet at me at April Atmansky. I'm also on Instagram you can uh, follow me on Twitter or tweet at me my name is DeCluj D-E-C-L-O-U-X or follow me on Letterboxd which is just Justin DeClue same spelling of my last name I'm watching a lot of spooky movies so if you want some suggestions just check the movies that I'm reviewing on Letterboxd I love how you're still doing your lazy blast voice yeah, yeah this is my you. real voice <laughs> I put a radio voice when I do this <laughs> podcast on Sorry, it's breaking. <laughs> if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A, and I think I'm the same on Instagram. Anyway, have a spooky October. I'm April Edmanscare. Well, I'm okay. Justin Demon Knight DeClue. <laughs> I'm the cabinet of Dr. Colin Cunningham and Gary. And- Calling Creature Cunningham <laughs> is right there. <laughs> and remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie. Ooh.